bum 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. We are here. Let's go. Um, special, special, uh, on location edition of the Spick and Span show. We're still here. I'm still here, at least. We're still partying. Uh, I did Disney today, as any good parent would do, uh, and any good winner, obviously. Uh, Alex did Disney yesterday. You know the, the whole thing when you when you say, "Hey, what do you, you know? What are you gonna do now that you just won?" Uh, of course, you go to Disney World. You know what I mean, right? Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, special on location edition of the Spick and Span Show. Uh, Kyle is. Uh, we're gonna call him right now. We're gonna get him on the horn, and we've got some special guests. Unfortunately, well, I'm not gonna I'm not going to uh, to ruin the surprise. But uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we've got a special message from uh, Dalton, a very uh, special unreleased, I don't want to call it a soundbite, but a, but a video of, uh, of Oliver and his uplifting uh, speech. And I just want to, uh, to say, yes, uh, Oliver is the man. <laughs> uh, and we had such a crazy outpouring, an amazing outpouring uh, of support and everybody uh so i appreciate all you guys uh, uh for wishing us well and um you know saying hey <laughs> uh and all the all the congratulations that you guys have been sending us uh over the past uh, day and a half so huge win for us and extremely exciting so i'm gonna get kyle on the horn right now uh this is gonna be a slightly condensed episode um because we do have a guest that has a hard stop time and, uh, and we do have a message from Dalton, MVP, killed it. That's right, Jeff. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, shout out to everybody who was in attendance, everybody who watched. Dude, your guys' support uh, is, is unparalleled and amazing, incredible, fantastic. Uh, all around, we appreciate everybody. And yes, Darren, we didn't say it in the speech this time, but uh, you know what? The field on force, there he is. Look at that, live from... What up? Live from the studio, baby. Hold on, let me uh, let me switch the camera around so you're not. There we go. I got this nice little backdrop here. Of uh, can you guys see Kyle? Can we see Kyle? Hold on, let me let me make sure. Nope, we cannot. You're Hold still on. calling me my I'm, phone. I'm I'm calling your phone. Oh, there, there we go. Hold on. I'm oh, on that's it. that's probably uh, on I'm, my end. Let's yeah. See here. I'm timed out. We're on time. You're on. We're on time out here. Um. Yeah. Let's see here. Can you see me? Can you see me? I can see you. Oh wait, I saw you for a second. You're bl you're blur you're blurred. Hold on. You're still there. You are. Hey, <laughs> champ. I'm good. Yep. You're good. good. You're good. I can see you. Let me move the camera down slightly. There we go. I think I remember having an issue with this before. Like if I go to pull up anything else, I go away for a second. Oh yeah, I think that's what's happening. Is uh, is every time that you go to uh, another screen, maybe, maybe. Um, also, you want to know something that I I realized also mainly because J Stu just uh, just commented member for twenty five months. We have been rolling for over two years now <laughs> on Jeez. on YouTube. Can you believe that? A D Y N A S D. Shout out to Nick Sloviak, one of our biggest supporters. Um, thank you very much, Nick. We appreciate you, dude. Iron Man started off strong, man. I, I was uh, 
we're gonna actually talk a little bit about uh, the brackets and how things. We've got Quinn. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, I'm excited. I'm gonna go ahead and spoil some of the surprise here. We got Quinn Nadu from uh, Iconic Paintball who's gonna come in, and we're gonna talk a little bit about a couple of different things. Um, uh, first, double points. Second, the brackets, the teams, how three matches went out. Uh, also, semi-pro, who's coming? Who's who's gonna be uh, uh, rolling into the pro league? I believe it's Austin Notorious is gonna be coming. Um, I've done a clinic with them before, so congratulations to them making the pro league. But uh, a lot of people are a little bummed on that. So anyway, uh, we've got that. We've got a bunch of giveaways. I think Kyle's got some Tigerware stuff that he's gonna drop or announce or something. Yep, maybe. yep, yep, yep. So can't seem um, to figure out this camera thing. <laughs> Is it every time? So you were just on a second ago. Um, did you did did uh, this thing over here? I go right here. Um, did let's see here. I think I know what I need to do. Okay. And you're not you're not gonna like it, but I um, gotta restart my computer really quick. Restart your computer. Yeah, this has happened before. Okay. All right. So you call me, I'll call 60 you 60 seconds, 60 seconds. I'll call right. you right back. Okay. I'll try to handle the show. So I'll try to carry the show while you're gone. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, the ghost of the Spick and Span show. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's in doghouse studio. I'm in the hotel. I'm actually at the Gaylord Palms. Do you guys know um, how difficult it is to find uh, good Wi-Fi here in Florida at any hotel? Uh, you'd be incredibly surprised. So yesterday I did Universal Studios. Uh, we were there all day. And it was a harrowing journey. I went on the Velocicoaster, uh, probably the best roller coaster I've ever been on in my life. Then today we went to uh, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. I waited in two hours to go on to um, the Slinky Dog ride, which was a roller coaster for kids. We waited two hours. Um, after that, basically called it quits. I, I paid 50 bucks, got all three of us uh, this Lightning Lane app on my phone and uh, uh, we got to use it twice and then it, that's all you get. <laughs> um, so I know why, uh, so Universal is dope. It has way cooler rides, um, way less people because it's not as cool, I guess. Um, I guess more people like Star Wars and they like Fast and the Furious. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, We'll talk to uh, Kyle about that because he loves Fast, Fast and the Furious. But yes, two hours waiting for that hot dog ride. You guys been on that hot dog ride? The, the hot dog slinky dog ride? Dude, it was brutal. And then as soon as we got out, as soon as, as, soon as uh, we, we got off of the ride, Sloan goes, can we go again? I go, not happening. It was miserable. Dude, that was... <laughs> I wanted to go on the Star Wars ride. Uh, that's basically the only reason I did, uh, yeah, verbal. Two hours. <laughs> we, waited, we waited for two hours, dude. And there's, like, no interaction while you're going there. It's just this big turnstile that's never-ending, basically. So that was a pretty pretty brutal brutal day. Um, all the while, I was Googling internet cafes because not a single hotel allows you to have uh, upload and download speed to be able to do a live stream, believe it or not. So I make sure no one's around here called the Gaylord Palms and said that I was uh, you know this big YouTuber and we got this uh, NXL we were with the event and they needed to give us this Wi-Fi thing and so they had to call their IT department this took me like two hours to get the Wi-Fi going 
and they had to like section it off to this special little area. Here we go. We got Kyle back on the on the horn here. Section it off onto this little area here, and uh, yeah, there he is. All right. All right, we're here. Now we're back. Now we're back. Uh, I was telling him about the harrowing journey at uh, at the theme parks, and then how hard it was to get Wi-Fi here. Um, and Ryan Kinnenberg, I did. I had fast fast pass. I had I paid for the extra fast pass. I paid for. It, it, like the lightning thing doesn't work for most of the stuff. I guess you have to wake up at 6:30 in the morning and like start getting your time in, uh, reserving rides. Or, I have no idea how it works, but um, it was a it was a pretty big bust. I had the, the fast pass at at, uh, at Universal yesterday, big bust. But yeah, the uh, the the Wi-Fi situation here was was pretty pretty wild. It was pretty difficult to to get something that actually worked in order to do the live stream here. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Um, so I'm down in, in between a couple of convention center halls. You'd think that they have Wi-Fi here, ripping everywhere, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a little bit tricky to get it going. So, um, if you guys are going to Disney, Godspeed to you. I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that again anytime. <laughs> what was the ride you said you went on? Dude, it was, it was the hot dog slinky, like, I don't know, it was some Toy Story slinky dog ride. <laughs> Dude, it was, <laughs> it wasn't even like... It was a kids ride. It was a kids, kids roller coaster. It's made for kids, and we waited for. No, the epic one you went on. Oh, so I went on the Velocicoaster. Um, that's another one. That was great. So I paid an extra hundred and fifty bucks to get the the fast pass at Universal. Of course, yeah. it didn't work for the Velocicoaster. We only used it on one ride. Mm. And then, uh, so we went on the Velocicoaster. It was probably the best roller coaster I've ever been on in my entire life. Um, and yes, I mean. Uh, uh, winning World Cup was much easier than a day at either Disney or Universal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, James. I heard that when I threw my pack over, uh, I saw I, I saw someone grabbed it, but I, I heard that someone got like a broken nose or a bloody lip or something like that. Maybe I should not. Uh, when people were throwing stuff over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so sorry about that. Probably should have thought about that before we threw that in the, uh, in there. And yeah, Money Mike, this is a dope backdrop though, huh? I like this. This is actually, um, I think this is a Hormesis shirt pattern. I saw this. Yeah. It is, it is. It's um, like, wow. So how was your trip back? How was, how was, uh, how was the hangover? How was the party? Let's hear it. <laughs> it was good. Uh, just mingled around a little bit and... Went to a couple bars with some of the guys. Um, the flight home was pretty easy. Good. Um, I was actually glad because remember I told you I was like my flight's at eleven, but it was actually at eleven forty-five. But thankfully, because I probably would have missed that if it was at eleven. So good thing I didn't know it was eleven forty because then I would have tried to push it even longer. Yeah, at ninety minutes before Kyle's flight, he was packing his bags, going, "Hey, what time do you think I should head to the airport?" I go, "Right now," and he goes, "My flight's not for like an hour and a half," <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> which is the true true frequent flyer in you, uh, because usually at San in San Diego you can show up forty five minutes. You can leave our house an hour and ten minutes before um, the flight leaves, and you're you're on time. It's not a, not a problem. But uh, yeah. not at MCO, dude. Not at MCO. <laughs> um, so we've got uh, we've got a couple of things for everybody. Uh, Dalton wasn't able to be here 
I tried to get him on the show, uh, but he's got to work. He went straight uh, from the MVP status. Dalton played in- incredibly. Um, oh yeah. And uh, and but he did make a little video. So what I want to do is I'm going to show this video to everybody right now. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's it's a funny one. It's true Dalton fashion. So I'm going to play this video for all of you right now. Uh, it's a little little excerpt of what uh, of a thank you maybe. I do have to say as a disclaimer, the Spick and Span Show does not endorse or condone videoing while driving. <laughs> what up, Spick and Span? It's Dalton here, uh, your World Cup champion, uh, uh, alongside those other two dope faces you're looking at right now. <laughs> no, what an amazing weekend it was for Team Dynasty. The team was playing great, had a lot of fun on that uh, layout. It was very slow, methodical. Had to play like a team, which Dynasty does so dang well, and they gave me the golden barrel MVP thingy. No, very stoked on that. Actually, it was a it was a goal I set for myself to win one of those things. Um, yeah, and they're not giving those things away, and I play on such a great team. Sometimes Ryan likes to gobble them all up, or Archie. So yeah, those things are hard to hard to come by, and I'm very stoked on winning one of those. Now I can retire in peace. So leave me alone. I'm not coming back next year. Just kidding. I'm coming back. Um, yeah, and they gave me a luck. So does anyone want one of those things? Because otherwise, it's gonna go in the trash. Um, love you guys. Peace. <laughs> And bravo, Dalton, the head of the dum-dums. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Dude, Dalton, look, it's funny. We always, uh, like, Dalton's always in the running for MVP, and it's crazy, and Kyle, you can kind of talk about this a little bit, but, like, how effortless it seems when Dalton's, like, playing. It's, like, so easy for him. Yeah. It's extremely effortless. And it's, it's, like, it's, like, not fair, you know? Uh, and even at practice, he'll be like, uh, yeah, I'm, my legs are a little tired. I think I'm good. I'll figure yeah. it out, you know? And he's just like, <laughs> it's just so easy for him. <laughs> yeah, and he's never like, this needs to happen. Like, he never, he's always remaining, like, calm, mm-hmm. cool, collected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's not screaming. Uh, great teammate. Hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. And then just goes out there and crushes it. <laughs> yeah, crushes it, dude. I'll be like, hey guys, my uh, my legs are a little tired. Uh, can I get a point off, man? <laughs> you know, you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, hey, I want to call Quinn right now because I know that he has a, he has a bit of a hard stop time, uh, okay. and he's got some cool things that he wants to talk about. Uh, also, Quinn, um, I'm gonna add him in. Someone here. asked about this hoodie, by the way. Where can people get this? Ooh, they're not available yet. That is a okay. uh, whoops. That is a uh, that is a special. Um, unreleased hoodie. Uh, we're calling Quinn right now. That's an unreleased. Oh, what did I just do? An unreleased hoodie, and it's got a matching pair of pants. On it. Hey, What's Quinn. Up? How's it going? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go. Hey, Kyle, can you move your uh, camera down slightly? Because there's like a the light that's above you. Is putting like this beam of uh, beam of light like, directly um, across your face. The camera down, like I don't know. I don't think it's me. That's weird. Um, you got you on the typewriter over there, Quinn. 
type in comments in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I know, but what kind of keyboard do you have right there? It sounds like it's uh, very... It's uh, like an actual like mechanical one, so it's pretty loud. I like it. There's something to that, like the, when you push the buttons and then like, when you push the keys and it's like, they click. Like it makes it, me feel like I'm doing hard work too when I'm like talking shit on Facebook. I feel like I'm actually doing something because all the loud noises <laughs> coming from my keyboard. <laughs> um, well, uh, well, Quinn, um, I know we don't have you for long. And again, this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode, but uh, wanted to uh, wanted to say, uh, say thanks for all of uh, the help and all the stuff that you're doing. Good work with the tank tool. I know you had a lot to do with that. Um, I think it's epic works really well uh, I know that you gave some to us and they should be arriving very soon at the doghouse studios and we're gonna be shipping some out to, to a couple guys who uh, won them last week but um, yeah man how, what were you what are you uh, what's up how you doing <laughs> good man it was a, a pretty wildly exciting World Cup unfortunately I have some shit going on at home with uh, some family medical issues so I didn't make it down this year but uh, it was crazy, man. I don't think we've had a World Cup with this many storylines going across pro and divisional like this, you know, in a while. I mean, literally every single divisional race was decided at World Cup, which, you know, again, is good or bad, just because I kind of think the double points were maybe a little obnoxious, uh, if you're only going to count a few events towards the rankings. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you guys made pro exciting for sure with Oliver coming back, and it seems like he didn't miss a step, so... You know, doing good. It was a fun event to watch, and I'm sure you guys had a killer time winning it. Yeah, man. I mean, I think I I, I haven't had it that many. I don't think I've ever had uh, any grown man really tell me how emotional they were uh, ever. <laughs> you know, uh, but but I I got I mean hundreds of messages from people who've been following Dynasty, whether they've been following Dynasty for two decades, you know, or 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 less, like a decade even, you know. And uh, a lot of them were like, man, I've never, like a lot of people were very, very emotional to see Oliver suit up, play, and, and you know, like obviously the guys on the team were as well. And it was, uh, it was pretty cool, very powerful. And uh, he's certainly grown as a human being. Uh, I mean, dude, Kyle, like let's talk about some of the things that he said, you know, like just, I don't know. It's, it's hard to put into words exactly how like, uh, how powerful I think it was just emotionally and just how he is able to just to get everybody rallied you know he's the general yeah just to have everyone believe that kind of uh you know one making it that there was no other there's no other choice like we are we are going to win have everyone fully believing we are win, seeing mm -hmm. the win um way before we even got to that point um it, it was like I, I, it's so hard it's hard to put into words what he does as far as like morale and uh, the mental aspect of the game just it, 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 he makes it kind of easy I don't know it's, it's really difficult to explain yeah yeah dude I mean, Oliver is like a you know a fucking old school like 
you know, 2000 year ago war general type dude that people can get behind. Like, I think the reason he was so impactful for a, you know, the guys in dynasty and then B the community in general is because he's kind of this like him coming back is this kind of weird, rare moment in sports. Cause like, we're so typically used to, you know, a, a player plays during his prime. He has his, you know, modern contemporaries that are kind of, you know, not accepting of him in the way like obviously when you guys were younger the older school kind of generation you guys kicked the shit out of were you know kind of vehemently against what dynasty was doing kind of taking over paintball and then of course oliver goes away and then coming back now i mean he's playing on the field and being watched by like people like me i was a kid when oliver was in his prime and like that was the guy i looked up to as a hero when i you know he played just like everyone else my age did and now we're all you know in our 20s 30s whatever and it's kind of almost like this big emotional moment for a lot of people i think because oliver coming back really you know brings back those kind of fun memories of like why we all fell in love with the game and watching him do you know crazy fucking moves almost 20 years ago on espn he's doing the same exact shit and i think it's just super inspiring you know for people to see that because it shows you hey man like anyone can play this game and be dominant whether you're in your prime you've been fucking retired for six years in asia it doesn't matter and i think that's what made it kind of this big emotional thing for people it's rare in sports where you have like your hero basically return and still be that good like it just solidifies in your mind like you know he is the fucking guy yeah you know and it's actually i I joked about it a couple times but man you know it's funny when you when you think kyle and i i I mentioned it i think last week and and on both of the shows when when we were talking about oliver's kind of return it's like i always think that i'm rusty after taking a couple weeks off you know (laughs) and i come back and but it's, it's your ability to understand when and how to go. And, you know, Oliver's always been, and I always say it with, I always said it to A-Rod when A-Rod played on the team too. And it's like, when you're playing up in the middle, you know, a lot of times everybody remembers all the good moves that you made and less of the bad moves, right? You were remembered for all the, the, the victories, not as much as the losses, right? And if you play it by numbers, you run through the middle of the, 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 the field enough times, you're gonna, you're gonna strike gold a certain percentage and and I'm, I've been using like kind of probabilities and I think about that a lot when I'm when I'm playing and and you know you'll see and I, I bring up A-Rod because A-Rod loved to do this you know he'll be like I saw something you know and he ran through the middle of the field and he got destroyed or he ran through the middle and shot five guys but and Oliver was very similar to that but this weekend man it was like you know you you roll the dice and he is winning 90% of those moves right which is which is kind of astronomical, but what a lot of people don't realize, and we teach this in our clinics all the time, is like, dude, you gotta try it. You gotta run, you gotta do this and put yourself in those positions to make the mistakes enough times to understand how to win and how to, how to do it. And, and Oliver was just so confident. He's like, look, you know, this guy's looking that way. I'm gonna run through the middle of the field and, and everybody was looking the opposite direction. And, and so, you know, it, it's just, Obviously, his ability to understand which direction, you know, like what what to do in the scenarios, but just his ability, like, to be confident to take the chance, was uh, was is unparalleled to anything anybody else does. You know, um, yeah, it, dude. Yeah, it, it, you know, it doesn't help that you know. I, I said this too when when Camille, uh, I had I had my uh, my fiance and daughter out there, and she's like, wow, I can't believe you guys won. It was so easy. You played so well, and I was like, I don't think I played very well at all, but. 
<laughs> the funny thing is, I don't have to do much, right? You shoot Archie, you got to deal with Marcelo, Oliver, me, Yosh, you know, uh, Dalton. You shoot Dalton, you got to deal with, you know, me, Archie, Marcelo. You shoot me, you still got to deal with Archie, Marcelo, Oliver. So it's like, it's just such a, a stress relief out, out there. And and, uh, and with all that said, you know, like, big thanks to Kyle and, 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 uh, and Damien and Blake and Mikey and all the guys that had to sit, sat a lot of points because, dude, Kyle, you played awesome in practice. Like, you're you were dialed in you know what i mean like you were yeah. playing that spot that california that snake side just as well as archie was and arturo was and arturo had a hell of an event it was just we had such a deep roster and for those of you who don't know kyle had a back injury <laughs> that you could barely walk when you landed on wednesday you know and you you did everything you could to get yourself back healthy going you know massages and chiropractics and everything you could for the whole entire week and then on thursday you're like or Friday was, you know, like, hey, I feel better. You know, it was just, it's tough, yeah, man. That it, 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 was wild because that happened to me. It first happened, I think, a week before our first practices of the layout. Um, and I went up and coached WCPBL, and it was, it still kind of hurt. But then by practice weekend, it was fine. The first weekend, uh, it was a little bothersome, like on those first, those Friday practices. Felt fine. Um, kept going to like sports therapists and sports chiropractic getting massages uh was fine and then i literally i remember texting ryan on our way to the event i was like dude i was just like stood up out of the lounge to pick my backpack up to get on my second flight and i just felt it like spasm the whole way around and i was like i hope this isn't bad because it's like almost like i was like debilitating like couldn't walk um and then that next morning we had practice i like it was like i could barely get out of bed which sucked and then so skinny asked you know before that first day he's like are you good and i was like i i mean i could play but it's still kind of painful and and in hindsight like when i got back home again too like it, it still need my back still needs some work um mm -hmm. and I, I felt it uh again when i got back after that long flight again so i was thinking Maybe it's probably good that I didn't like push it and, and redline redline it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it, injuries are tough. I mean, Quinn, you, you're uh, you. <laughs> I know that you you just had surgery and you're you were like, I'm gonna play anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tough because like, uh, especially when you go a long time without being injured, like kind of once it happens, it sucks because you're like, oh man, things were just coming together and now like I'm you know debilitated because like my injury was like pretty brutal what they had to actually like they did you know put screws in remove muscles so much shit and i'm like sitting there in the prime of the season i'm like great i can't do anything i can't pick up like a fucking coffee bug right now but you know i did you know go through tons and tons and tons of rehab and i maybe came back a little early but like it was definitely worth it because it's fun to go to like icc and cheat a bunch so <laughs> i hadn't put this that one but like yeah man i feel for you kyle because it's tough when you have an injury and it's like you just want to go but it's like it just doesn't want to cooperate because there's a point like obviously like you know i can remember when i was younger like probably you the same like you get injured when you're 18 you don't even give a shit you just keep on going it doesn't even bother you but now it's like you know you tweak your finger and you take like four weeks off for it sure mm -hmm. yeah big time i mean I, I had to deal with an injury uh in 2020 that was very similar to what kyle had has going on right now and that was uh that was debilitating i'm still working on it as much as i possibly can so 
Yeah. I was so scared when you got that back injury last year because I yeah. was like, is this going to be the end of Ryan? <laughs> Luckily, no. Knock on wood. <laughs> so uh, before we jump past it, because you were talking about Oliver, I kind of wanted to ask you guys, what was the dynamic like within the team uh, when he came back in terms of like just playtime and like expectations for the roster? Because I know like if you literally go to any other pro team, if you bring in a guy like him two weeks before the event, like it would cause a fucking implosion, I think, on a roster. And you guys basically just brought him right in and stride. He played a bunch of points at the event, and like everyone bought into that. Was that something that just kind of naturally happened, or were there like a lot of conversations around that? Um, Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. And I, I was uh, talking to our buddy Carter uh, that plays golf. He doesn't play any paintball today, too, and he was kind of like. How was it like? Because he's been watching all the videos. Uh, I was like, just go to the Dynasty Instagram page and looked at all the tag photos, or like Oliver's page and look at everything he was tagged in and watch. Um, but I, I think you know he, he was a little. It seemed like maybe a little rusty that that first weekend, um, first day or two. And I think that we kind of like won a lot more of the points convincingly with the Ironman and NYX. So. It's like, oh, the true test will be, you know, the following weekend with X Factor. But I, I think everyone was kind of on the same page. It's like, you know, it's not just Oliver's play that is um, desirable for to be on the team. Like, it's what he, how he brings everyone together. And, like, I, I got to spend a lot of time with him, too, even just those weekends. And, and we'd go get coffee and, and spend some of those days off, like, just drive around or going to the beach or talking to the park and those were uh really enriching for me so i and i think that he brought that to everyone on the team individually um even like damien who doesn't know oliver really at all um and probably never i don't know how much he ever got to see him play in real time because that was like seven eight years ago that but they ended up rooming together and uh i was talking to damien he's like dude oliver's such an amazing person just what he was able to teach me and, and talk to me outside of paintball as well. Yeah, I mean that was that's obviously you know we we talked a lot about his his leadership and verbal put uh, put something really really uh, good in the in the chat here is like <clears throat> Oliver came in and Oliver was super humble about everything. He's like, look, I and I think he was also nervous, right? <laughs> in the weekend one, he's like, hey, I just want to play a little bit, you know, just just to see. I just really want to see what it's going to be like. Like, I just want to play a couple points. And the, the first weekend, you know, like. He came out and we're like, dude, he's still, he's still pretty good, you know. And he's like, well, you know, I'm not, I wasn't planning on coming out to X Factor practice with you guys, and like, unless you really want me, guy, want, want me to. And we're like, dude, yeah, come on out. And he, Dynasty's got an incredibly competitive roster as it is, right? We had, we were carrying 11 guys, and, and you know, Damien doesn't see a whole lot of playing time, but Damien's a good player, you know, Quinn, you, you. You, you can attest to that. He's probably going to be a starter on half of the pro teams right oh, now. Easily, he's good. Easily, you know. And then, obviously, after the after the Latin Saints implosion, we picked up Kyle, who's also, you know, he's the top top three snake guys in the league, you know. Um, and, and with Archie somehow being the number one snake guy, <laughs> which is completely, uh, uh, you know, wasn't really planned either. Like, our roster is so competitive. That's why Mikey, who – Last year was a, arguably one of the better guys on the snake as well. And Mikey's playing the middle. He's playing the Dorito side. Like, we had to move him because of how well Archie was playing, you know? So, like, dude, it, it's like this roster is so competitive and so good. And that's why I mentioned it earlier is, like, you know, 
what are you going to do when you shoot Ryan out? Or what are you going to do when you shoot Archie? Like, you still got to deal with Marcelo. You still got to deal with Yosh or Blake or Mikey or Kyle. Like, there's so many good guys on the team. And so, yeah, when Oliver came back, we're like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll see. Like, it'll be great to have, uh, uh, you know, um, we'll, we'll just – just be on the team. Let's just see. Let's just see. And then um, Verbal had mentioned, you know, and it's totally true, it was like Friday and Saturday. And then by Sunday at the X-Factor practice, he was playing completely different than he was, you know, five five days ago, you know, five days before. So, like, uh, uh, Oliver is, is, is a phenomenal player. And, you know, there was some rust in there. But when you're running through the middle of the field bunkering, guys, it's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he ever snapshot anybody out. <laughs> And I have a funny story in that uh, I think I told some of you guys, but on Thursday's practice at the field, I was sitting out and just kind of watching and helping out. And I remember there was a point like Oliver got into like that 50 brick next to the wall mm-hmm. on the Dorito side. And it was like kill two. You know, they had three guys left and he was just going crazy trying to jump over top of the thing. And uh-huh. then he ended up He ended up getting shot and I came into the pit and I was like, this is really weird, um, but I was like, "Hey, uh, Oliver, am I? Can I give you uh, a tip? Am I allowed to do that? Like, because it felt really weird. I mean, like, giving knowledge or like how to play, maybe that a little bit different to the goat. You know, I'm like, this is usually not how this works. And I was like, hey, maybe like you had a lot of guns shooting at you, maybe just chill. And he's like, you're totally right. I was like, all right, cool. I'm glad that went over fine. He wasn't just like. You yeah. Know I am? No. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who I am, kid? Well, I mean, dude, you're 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 a teacher now. You're a you're a master of the game, though, Kyle. You know, I know I know that I know that it's like it's hard to like think think about that and reflect on that, but like you know what you're talking about, right? Uh, and sometimes I'll say stuff to people, and some people say say to me, you know, like, hey, you messed up. How funny is it that in the finals, our second play? Do you remember your play? We we did a play that we had not done the entire event, and it was specifically set up with me and Oliver to do. It was the game, the game that Chad and uh, and Oliver ran into each other at the center fifty. We had this killer play that Kyle came up with about like coming two guys to the, the center, and I was going to wrap, and Oliver was going to run through if, if we make a specific call. And we set it up, and we, I was going. I'm like, come on, Oliver, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, dude, why didn't he go? And then I get shot by Chad. And Oliver runs around the corner, and Alex is like, dude. Why didn't you go around the corner? He's like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I actually forgot that that was the play. I mean, this is in the finals. <laughs> oh yeah, with the um, with the snake side wedge in the wall. Yeah, the double the, double the center. center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was wide open, yeah. dude. It was like you drew that play up, and that was as good as it. That was as good. As it, it was on the plate. Like that was hit, me serving him. You serving him via me getting my head blown off. Like that was like, here you go, dude. Here's a perfect yeah. run through for you. Yeah. And I even I even said that too. Uh, I remember when we were drawing it up in the meeting. I'm like, Ryan, you got to, or uh, Oliver, you got to look at Ryan kind of. And mm-hmm. when you see him come over top, that's when you take the shot on the mm-hmm. back center. And then I think he was just, I don't know if he was looking at you. He was so, looking yeah. the other way. He was, he was, he was, I was like, let's go, God, Oliver, it's, it's wide open. Come on, man, let's go. But uh, yeah, it was funny. Hey, um, while we're on the, the, the topic of, of the finals and, and everything, like, uh, I just, uh, Dizon posted in here earlier, and, and Quinn, you can kind of give them a shout out too. But but you you mentioned Wrecking Crew, all the Team USA kids, um, uh, Will and Ben and Colton um, and and uh, uh, Chip, all those kids. They what was their record, Quinn? 
in D3? Uh, they were 25-2 and two in matches, and they won 103 of 133 points. <laughs> so, Damn sandbaggers. So absurd. <laughs> I mean, they were 25-0 and 0 before their final prelim round match at Cup. Like, that's <laughs> Historically, um, there's... If you're just like... I don't look like Division 4, Division 5 really for this stuff because, you know, I kind of mm. look D3 and up at this. I think historically, there's basically been one team that has posted a better match record ever than that. Dynasty? Like... No, you, I don't think anyone's ever had a season like that. Two no, match no. losses a whole year. No, that's crazy. I think you guys had a streak. You went like what two events where you didn't lose one or three events? Three events, but, maybe. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think mean, the only ones that ever came close was twenty eighteen SD aftermath that last year semi pro. They just absolutely monstered everybody the whole season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, like if we're gonna talk wrecking crew, I think it's worth mentioning too. Like. The double points thing, like, I was oh. not a big fan. Like, obviously, that's something we knew about from the start of the year. Uh, the rules kind of changed slightly throughout the year between the divisions. But, I mean, it's kind of uh, absurd, in a sense, when you look at the double points. Because, I mean, there's teams that just were not the best team in the season that ended up winning their season titles because they just had, you know, either won the event or they got, they got second and just the best team happened to have an off-event at Cup. Yeah, dude, double points is lame. I mean, it is great if you're not the top team. Like, it, it benefits everybody except for the best team, right? Yeah, I mean, like, the Division three race, like, I won't jump, like, way into it, but, like, let's look at it this way. So, Wrecking Crew wins three events in a row leading up to World Cup, just stomps everyone, not even close. You have a team that placed higher overall on the year than them that only played three events the entire season. Like, they didn't even play the full season, and they finished higher than them without ever winning an event. And then you have Infamous, who wins the last event of the year. You know, also for them, they grinded through Cup and won it. But, I mean, let's be honest. Like, they got an 18th and an 8th during the season, and we're going to hand them the season title over Wrecking Crew that was just, like, again, historically had essentially an untouchable record as a divisional team like that's not going to happen again for a long time and i mean just really not even just division three like across all the divisions it was a little silly like i, I think semi-pro you can argue a little bit like obviously blast camps three wins is super sexy on paper but i mean at the same time fit and notorious had you know a couple final visits each they both had event wins so you know they can make their case at least for that season total. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were stressing it a little bit because we were up 46, 43 points or 46 points on impact, uh, which is like the difference of normally like first and fifth. Yeah. Or first and, you know, somewhere in there, like a four, four point difference. But whereas double points means that we needed to take second to impacts first if they were to win the event or something crazy, you know? Like, uh, it, it was just, it was way too close. And now it almost benefited uh, DMG, but it ended up stinging them at the end, and, and like I know you mentioned it, like they shouldn't, D- uh, Latin Saints shouldn't be in there, and they should have done something about that, but like uh, Latin Saints did have a decent event, DMG had their best event, you know, it was like so close. Yeah, but even like in that regard with those two, I mean, I just kind of look at it for the fact of like, just from the straightest standpoint it is, the team from event two to six is not the same team from event one. It's not the same owner, it's not the same roster. Nothing about it is event one Latin Saints. Right. So like tagging that on just because, you know, they decided to keep the name to me was a little silly because it's like 
even just looking at it from an organizational standpoint, like DMG is a well-established program with very strong ownership, very strong backing. Like that's a team that, barring relegation, could stay in the pro division pretty much indefinitely. Sure. And now we're getting rid of them to keep a team that got. I think on the top of my head, I'll pull it up so I don't get it wrong. Uh, they got twentieth in. 60% of the season they played with their roster, they got dead last, and, mm-hmm. like, the Latin Saints get to go on because they get that first-of-the-event win. Yeah. Like, it's a little absurd to me because it's like now we're, in my mind, we're hurting the strength of the pro division organizationally just for, like, basically a loophole, more or less, to me. Fair. Yeah, fair, but, I mean, look, I, I talked to Tom about it, I'm like, a, a while back, you know, and he goes, look, I can't... G- he can't the NXL can't guarantee the roster right if Dynasty were like say Ryan Greenspan's the the, the real asshole that everybody says he is and, and nobody likes us anymore and everybody quits because I'm on the team but I own the team and I'm very like, you true know what? yeah very true and uh, and I'm like you know what Dynasty's having a team anyway and I, I you know I just get a bunch of my buddies to go play just because we can like is that unfair that Dynasty's not like competitive anymore like no it, it's I know the Latin Saints were new, and that, that analogy isn't the best, but, like, the NXL can't guarantee the rosters is basically what I'm getting at. Like, people are going to be playing and doing their thing, you know, no matter what, and it's just you can't uh, – you can't they can't guarantee it. So they're just going to be uh, – they're just going to be playing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just uh... – I was super excited for DMG because after they made that punch, I was like, man, they finally put it together and it's going to happen. And then to just like, you know, that's, it just sucks that they're leaving because I just feel like they were a good roster. I mean, their roster finally started to make some headway too to me. Like, I feel like finally with like Dylan, they got like an actually emerging kind of superstar guy where I'm like, okay, this is a dude that they can build this team around legitimately now. This isn't like last year Dylan Boyum where it was like, hey, he's pretty good. Like he was like, going out there and willing that team to win kind of in the way like Blake wills you know dynasty to win at times or Oliver whoever uh-huh. you know you would plug in from your roster and then like now we're gonna watch you know the three or four highly talented guys from that get pulled apart to you know other Cal teams probably there's no world the Saints aren't getting relegated next year like they're not they no one's gonna go play there that's just I don't care what money they throw out. I don't think anyone's going to take the risk of playing on that rock, that organization. And we're just delaying the inevitable and not giving away a strong ownership, you know, group for what? To just relegate them and bring the next dog up. Hey, what, um, <clears throat> let me ask you this. What place did uh, the Saints come in at this event? Uh, 17th, I think, is an official finish. Right. Um, it's so, a little, like, chaotic because the EU teams don't count. I think it's, it's either 16th or 17th was their final overall place. Wait, that what do you mean? Over the last what do you mean the events, EU? They went 20th, 13th, 20th, 16th. What do you mean the EU teams don't count? Like, in the overall standing finals for Cup, they're not including, like, the EU teams in that rank. So you basically have to, like, eliminate them from the 24 teams that were in the field to, like, decide their final place. Wait, so if the Tauntauns took third, does that mean that they're knocked out and then Heat gets their play, their, their serious points or no? See, that's where the confusion comes in because I couldn't get clarity in any way. And that's why initially after Saturday, 
I was like kind of pushing the idea like, hey, DMG did it, it's done. And then I got word from the NXL people like, hey, hey, hey wait, we're not counting Europeans in the, the final placing count. So that changes stuff because now the Saints are here and, you know, DMG's here and it kind of moved everything around. Um, so that kind of played the case as well because originally if the EU teams counted in the order, they uh-huh. would have got enough points to stay in. But then they weren't, so it kind of right. threw everything Now, I know that their series points don't allow you – they won't knock anybody out. But I thought – because I thought that that was an interesting dynamic of how the European teams came in because you could technically – that's why we mentioned it on the show on last Wednesday is like the Saints didn't finish dead last because I think – I mean, I want to say that Infamous might have finished dead last – yeah, Infamous did. Yeah, yeah, but like, um, and then the double points. Obviously, I guess the double points work for both both teams. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's something to to consider is like if you're playing Carnage versus the Lucky Fifteens, or if you're playing like you get this weird draw of of, of teams. You know, you're you're playing a, a last place team that could have stolen, could have bumped you out because they're a little better or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was interesting. Hey, you mentioned Aftermath and their in their run a long time ago, and I wanted to point out uh, that they played a hell of event, an event, and they might have actually, if they had beaten us, there's a possibility that I think they could have won the event. What do you think about that, Kyle? Um, maybe, I, I, you know, I, I not to knock them at all, uh, and I was kind of talking to Mikey about this in the room, that's what I was with. Um, I they definitely gave us our best game I think in the entire tournament of all the teams uh-huh. I, I just feel like in those later rounds they, there is something that the teams like the, the juggernaut teams they are the heats, the impacts, the damages I, I, think, I feel like in those later rounds they they might have been able to kind of pick apart and, and will a win I, I, you know, like, he's a good example. I, I think we were just, our strategy was so impeccably flawless, and we were adjusting before they, they could adjust every time, which didn't really allow them to get any any sort of hope, like, any sort of comeback mounted. But I, I, I don't know, like, maybe he plays that way against Aftermath, and then starts blowing through the middle and making it to the outsides and then comes back like aftermath or something. So it's kind of tough to say. Again, I'm not taking anything away from aftermath. They played insane and they gave us our toughest game. Uh, it could have easily, by a couple bodies, they could have ended up beating us there. So I guess I don't know if I could quite say that they might have won the tournament. but Right. I don't think they would have, um, just for the fact that I think when you get, kind of like going on what Kyle's point is, I think when you get deep, deep into Sunday, you really have to have like a lot of tools in the belt to kind of win matches, and I think that's why you guys had such a killer year, because Skinny's really reactive, I mean, Eric's really reactive in what he's watching during the game, you guys kind of rapidly change your game plans, in a sense, you know, for what the other side's doing. The one thing Aftermath has with their strategy is it's very much like we're going to out-zone you, out-discipline you, and we're just going to do our jobs and beat you that way. 
And their kind of problem is, is like that's great if you get an early lead and can kind of grind that out. But the second they kind of need to be reactive and kind of have that guy be the Oliver or like the Chad Boucher blow through the fucking center, like they don't really have a guy that does that. Like they, Joe Barrett, kind of they try to put him in that role sometimes, but they just like I don't know. They don't have that extra tool in the belt of like, hey, if we're down two one. We're going to kick the shit out of Dynasty point four and, like, bring it back and win this. Like, right. they just don't have that guy. And I think even if they somehow get through you, I don't see any world that they'd be damaged, like, in a finals match. Yeah, that is true. And, and that's actually something I talked to them about is, is they, play, they play very cautiously, you know. And I, I think that's kind of why they don't have a guy that's, like, there's no dynamic player on their team that's going to break open a game consistently, like the Oliver or the Blake or you know, the Chad or the Tyler, like they don't have a guy that's going to blow open a game for them. They all play, they all try to play mistake-free paintball, which is like kind of hurts them at sometimes, you know, and I actually mentioned that because we practiced them on Wednesday and I went up to them because we were just trouncing them on, on, on that, that Wednesday practice. And I was like, hey guys, like at, the, at the half when we switched, I was like, dude, what are you guys doing? Like, are you worried that you're going to get yelled at by Mike today? Like, wh- why are you putting multiple guys on one side of the field and you're just, when one guy dies out of the corner, you just fill the corner and sit there the whole game, you know? Um, you got to try to, like, attack. Be a little bit offensive because if not, you're just going to let the better teams figure it out before you. And I think that that's something that a lot of people can take away from is, like, Especially during practice, man, you need to be able to make the mistakes in order to learn from them. But if you're not, if you're too worried about making a mistake, so this is also for the coaches out there, like, don't ride your guys too hard in practice because you've got to allow people to try to make mistakes so they can learn from something. If you're just constantly berating them and yelling at them for making mistakes, then they're never going to make the mistakes, but they're never even going to take a chance to begin with. And I think that that's a huge learning part and that that's something that impact needs, or sorry, uh, aftermath needs to kind of understand is like I've got to take chances sometimes in order to possibly win otherwise I'm just going to let the better guy figure it out and once you kind of like the cream goes up to the top it's like there's going to be more people that are going to figure it out first that makes sense yeah absolutely dude it's hard to do that though like I mean that's kind of like one thing our team always gets the knock at is that's kind of the way we play very similar like SDA style it is like when you're so used to that and like it works most of the time it's scary to suddenly be like hey like let's fight like what you guys do it's scary to be like hey let's just fucking go out and blow it on the center of the field because it's like we just feel like oh our best chance is just hold it out and you know it's just gonna work just trust the process so uh-huh. I absolutely agree that sometimes you just gotta be like hey it's okay to spend like the first day of layout practice kind of just running around and seeing like what works what doesn't what's there what's not there mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of just saying like these are the five spots we like let's just make it happen and you know right. be more pools than everyone else yeah exactly right. exactly exactly another interesting thing uh story i wanted to, to bring up and i didn't even really realize this till i, I was talking to mouse earlier today on the phone and i was like God, we like really played bad this event, and I was like, no, no, I got damage. Just had a, had a really good game, uh, but he's like, dude, we lost three out of our four matches. Oh, and I was thinking back to it. I was like, whoa, they did, which is like, that's not not like impact, you know? No way. Yeah, three I out of four. I didn't think about that. Yeah, they did. Um, so you know, and they're not. A, a pushover like it's not like the, those guys are it's not like they're that bad, bad team it's they're still could easily 
you know, win the tournament at any tournament. Uh, Dude, I think they lost their identity a little bit. Like, they kind of ran headway with that problem of what do you do with this many good players? Like, you guys really found a way to bounce high-level skill across a big roster. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they already have a similar roster skill. I mean, they went in with 11 guys. Any of them 11 will start anywhere in the NXL. And, like, it was weird. Like, I felt... Goldman started getting being used kind of odd. Like they were putting him in spots he just doesn't try to play. And I don't think that's to say like, hey, Alex always has to be the sink guy. But I think, especially a field like this, like when we watch what Archie did, I mean, you send Mouse out to that corner every game, he's going to make it every game, and like he's going to be really fucking hard to dig out of there, and he's going to do a lot of damage from a spot like that. And I just feel like they started getting this thing because, like, you know, obviously Zupa had a great event, and then he started, you know, throwing him in there, Axel in the snake, throwing Mouse on the Drew side, up the center. Like, it became very chaotic, and I think, like, it just got lost in the sauce is, like, the easiest way to put it. And, right. like, they lost the idea of, like, this is what we do. Let's do this really well. Yeah, that's 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 true, man. And, and I mean, <clears throat> Kyle, you can kind of attest to this a little bit because that's kind of – uh, you know, you you came on mid season or the beginning of the season, and it's like we had to do that with Mikey, and it's 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 one of those things when like a guy's playing well, like Archie, Archie's playing incredibly well, and you're like, dude, we got it, like he's got to keep playing, right? We got to ride that yeah. ride that hand a little bit, and at that point, you kind of got to be like, all right, well, and you were doing a good job, you you were filling in the middle quite a bit, and you were playing that alpha a lot too, and and that's kind of where I feel like you were you were gonna fit in as well um had you been able to had you been physically able to, to play a little bit more you know um yeah. but that's that's an important thing you know and, and we mentioned that a lot in our clinics we're teaching is like hey if you um you got to play places you're uncomfortable with playing right i don't like playing in the middle like i hate in the middle <laughs> I, like, I don't want to play up there at all uh but sometimes i have great events in the middle and it's just like you got to try it out right and and you never know like Mikey ended up playing the Dorito side really well in that one event uh, in Philly. In Philly, yeah. And, uh, you know, he got the starting nod. And it was like, sometimes someone, you might be a better off playing a different spot. And I think that's kind of what they're doing with, with Mouse is like, you got Axel, and Axel plays the snake. And then, you know, you got Mouse, and he plays the snake. And then, uh, and then Zupa had... He won the MVP playing the snake, you know. It's like, yeah. what do we yeah, do? Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta play your dogs, man. Like you got the ninety nine <laughs> overall on your team, you just put him in his best spot. You yeah. know what I mean? That's true. That is true. You know, you give you give the guy um, the 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 position to perform where he's at, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Oh, and I, I see that comment comment from Brandon Allison, the young goober Logan Hansel got his pro debut with Diesel. So yeah, shout out to Logan Hansel, um, the little goober. <laughs> I actually saw him yesterday at Universal, and I was like, dude, did you? I heard you played on Diesel. Are you, are you playing? Are you getting some starts? And he's like, yeah, I actually played a bunch of points against Damage. So uh, so congrats to him and, and all the other rookies that are uh, coming up in the in the league. Um, Quinn, what hey, else? Speaking what else of you points, yeah. can we talk about the NXL record point that uh, I see Meter in the chat that Meter was a part of? Oh. 15 minutes for Thank a scoreless you. match. I, I've got like, that, that written down absurd. in my notes, yeah. Dude, Dude, I was, was watching it thinking, like, the first thing I thought as it was, like, maybe two minutes left, I'm like, Jesus, Dynasty hasn't been back on the field for, like, a fucking, it's been, like, forever. They got to go out cold now. But, like, that was absurd. I mean, I think it was two on two for, like, eight minutes, just 
guys playing every angle, every bounce shot, every mm-hmm, blind mm-hmm, spot, mm-hmm. and like it's tough because I'm thinking like like meters and like meter like were you at the point you're just like why didn't you just go like I'm just gonna fucking run through it and end this misery like this sucks. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a strategy, right? Is like, dude, get your five guys on the field, right? Get you. It's there's a point in time they played a 15 minute point. You know, you got to You got to go for it. There's a point in time when I feel like both teams could have done something, um, but obviously, if you're, there's a little uncertainty. You never know if there's someone hiding the wall. And like, honestly, dude, the way that World Cup is laid out, where you're starting on your home side and you walk off the bound like backwards right you lose bodies quick um you can't find a lot of people so you could have the count off a little bit um it's it's really hard to keep track of bodies when when people are starting behind the pits instead of walking off sideways um so that's a that's another uh another consideration so everybody knew where everybody was yeah i mean you got to think it's like, do I want to play these guys five on five, or do I want to try to figure it out? Uh, uh, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Brand. I mean, I think even damage, damage. I realized that after that first or second point, what they were trying to do, because letting us walk the buzzer in and burn lots of time, mm-hmm. and they wanted to keep that that low scoring match, what I, which I think would have been a disadvantage to us. Yeah. Um, um, so that was like, I was like, man, we should just let's just keep hitting that buzzer and run the points up. Um, and get as far away as we can with the lead. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It's dangerous. Yeah, Archie's like low paint, low air. Once it played out for a few minutes, it's dangerous for anyone to take a risk. And you're right. It's like, but at the same time, you know, and obviously it changes different. You know, if we we played a we the aftermath match is a great example. Our first match, our first point, it was like a two on three with Archie and I. And it's like, do we let this play out or we get? You know, I I was trying to go for the go for. Our, kind of like push it a little bit and uh, ended up getting dinked but like let's get a fresh five guys out there you know um take a little bit of a risk but you got to make the decision i think <laughs> before the clock gets to the five minute mark <laughs> yeah you know you don't want to lose right. lose those those points you know but you got it you got to make the decision right and and someone's got to do it rather than rather than asking like hey what should we do what should we do it's like it sucks to get shot out and make a mistake uh but again you got you got to play the odds um i know we got a, we got a lot of gamblers out there but uh, I'm, I'm all about the odds. It's like I, I, I trust our five guys against their five guys um, anytime. So it, I'll, 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 in an even game, like I'll try to get our five guys back on the field, either up a point or down a point, you know, um, and I'm okay with that. So. And I remember a, a funny story, too, uh, about that match. I was sitting in the pit, and Dalton and I always say stupid jokes to each other. But I remember after that <laughs> X Factor, I was like, game over. And I was like, I went to Dalton, and he's just full of tears, and I was like, damn, that was a good match, huh? And then he started cracking up. But then he goes back, and Skinny's, Skinny's like, about to call the play, and uh, Dalton asked him, like, full straight face, he's like, they, do they have to play overtime, or they don't need to play overtime? And it's like, a, obviously, they have to play overtime. And Skinny looks at him, like, are you fucking kidding me? Dalton starts laughing, and I'll start laughing. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're like, hey, it's gonna be X ball. We're like, no, there's overtime. Like, we gotta yeah. wait for another. And that overtime match went forever too, man. But that was that was a pretty wild. Uh, that was the first time I think, right? Is that we said Quinn in history? Yeah, that was the longest point ever. Like, period. If all of paintball history, that was as long as a 15 man paintball match from 1987. So like, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> 
Can we? Can you repeat that stat, please, one more time? Can you just? That was the same length as the single game of a like an old school '80s 15 man event. 15 man in the 80s. <laughs> Dude, I don't like still though. I don't know how he did it. Like, I feel like I would have looked up at the clock at like four minutes. Just said like, "Fuck this shit," just went. Just there didn't we go. care. Just go through the carcass and just be like, at least it's over. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I mean, because I don't know, because then it's like the overtime point they played. Like, I feel like if you let the clock, like, I would have rather had eight minutes, like you said, Ryan, to have my five guys try to win a match in eight minutes, versus now you're going to overtime it's like a coin flip. Like, if they throw one minor, it's over, and it was all for nothing. So, like, why not just blow the horn immediately and just grind out another eight minutes in the, you know, regulation? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, right. it came it came down to someone figuring, like, not really thinking about that until. Until there's five minutes left on the clock, and you're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Nima, uh, Kevin got mad in the pits against Heat because, <clears throat> you know, there was a little disorganization. But dude, the World Cup, the pits were like crammed. It was so packed in there, and uh, everybody was screaming like, "Yeah, we're beating Heat!" Dynasty. And Kevin's trying to call the line, call the play, and no one can hear, and we're like. People are bumping into each other, and it was just uh, – he got mad because everybody's, like, screaming, like, yeah, we're doing it, we're doing it, and we're, like, trying to get back on the field. Um, so a little cluttered in the pit is why Kevin – I think that's something they need to address going into next season in the pro pits is, like, as someone who takes up a lot of space in the pro pits that doesn't need to be there at all, like being myself, they need to, like, regulate it more because sometimes these matches are, like, absurd. Like, there'll be, like, six other teams – like trying to edge their way slowly underneath the pit so they can watch there's like seven fucking coaches blocking the entry to the field like it's absurd especially during these bigger games like all these random people are just packed in there or especially when it starts raining uh, everyone's like oh i gotta get under out of the rain so i'm just gonna go right into yeah, the pit. Vic, Vic almost had to fight one of the uh the revo uh pit guys because they were stealing our cooler and vic's like hey that's my cooler and he's like no it's not Vic's like, this is my cooler. It's our waters, our cooler. Like, it's 100% ours. And he's like, he's like, we were in the pit. And he goes, dude, I'm setting up right here. You just grabbed my thing. And he's like, we were just in this pit. He was like shouting at Vic. And Vic's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, and Ronnie, you're right. Like, that rain, how about that rainstorm? I was like, please don't play. Please don't play. Please don't play. I was putting a clear lens and a visor. I go, Please, let's not play. Do not let it make us play in this rain. <laughs> yeah, just dumped on torrential downpour for four minutes. Four and minutes. Stopped. Crazy. I'm think. Thank you. We didn't have to play. Dude, so uh, I see Carl in here. Who had a better one-handed end of point execution, Carl or Alex? Both oh. of them had moments where they walked from the other team's box into the snake and just executed someone laying in the snake. <laughs> I think Carl walked out. Carl, Carl went through, shot like two or three guys on the Saints, and then literally slow walked with one hand and just executed the guy in the snake in the back of the head with one hand, and then hung the bus. I mean, Alex, Alex's uh, in the final point was pretty pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. He's like, dude, I was hoping he got up and ran, but Alex was gonna run up right behind him and go. It's over, and then shoot him. <laughs> yeah. um, well, hey, since Carl's in here, um, you want to talk a little bit about the the what's the what's the give us a little rundown on the tank tool, real quick. Where can, where can we get? Where can they get it? Where can they get it? How about that? Where can they get it? Come on. 
You can only buy them out of the back of Carl's car at LVL on Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, he's, he's competing. He's competing with the Spigens Fan Show. <laughs> so anyway, like we came out with this. This is an idea Carl came up with like a long time ago, uh, and I kind of started getting involved just for the fact that we've been friends for a while, and you know, I was kind of trying to help him move along the manufacturing part of it a little bit because I have a lot of kind of professional experience in that. Uh, but really, you know, obviously the whole H2K brand and like the design of Tank Tool is really Carl's kind of brainchild. And I knew it was going to be a popular thing when he first told me about it, like probably a year ago at this point, 18 months ago. The first thought I had of like, man, it's so stupid. Why didn't I think of that? Because it's such like a basic concept when you actually think about what it is and what it does. But it's like, you know, it just works. I mean, like, you have your little tool. What's the number one thing when you're done at an event? A, it's a bitch to get your bottle drained unless you do it through your gun. But, you know, then you're worried about blowing out seals in your gun. You're freezing it up. Like, again, you're risking causing a leak in your gun just to drain it. And then B, it's how the hell do I get the regulator off when you don't have any, you know, tool, any way to grip it. You might be in an, you know, an airport parking garage and you forgot to take it off. So it's like truly a simple process. Like when you're ready to deal your tank, I mean, it's as simple as screw it on, air will shoot out the top, take it off, and then all you gotta do is there's just like a little hole built right in, and then you literally can just twist your red right off, and then you're good to go. And it was as simple as that, rather than trying to, you know, fight it or do the classic smashing it against the hard surface. That's what uh, I do. You know, destroying your $200 powerhouse rig in the process. Um, you know, and then kind of from there, like, we rolled with the idea, and I kind of helped Carl through the manufacturing side of it. Uh, and then, um, you know, we worked with a patent lure on it, got, you know, good coverage on everything, and, uh, you know, just kind of jumped into it and started rolling it out. And it's been well-received so far, and we've been excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm that guy. I smash it, I smash it uh, on, the, on the sidewalk outside on the curb. Dude, I knew it was going to be a good idea, truly, after an undisclosed newbies player, I won't name names, fucked up his room in the house we rented, smashed his tank on a thing, and it's a guy that's not with the team anymore. <laughs> but that's why I knew it was going to work, so like, dude, this is like 90% of people just do this, and I'm thinking like, I felt like this was... Uh, Smashing the tank was a good concept when Crossfire regs were like $30, but now when you're spending like, you know, buying a really sick project, you know, regulator or something, you don't want to just destroy it. So. You, don't, you don't want to smash it? Heard that. Yeah, man, we got a whole bunch of stuff planned. Um, you know, obviously, Ryan, we sent you guys a big box of stuff to give away with tank tools. Um, we have some other cool stuff coming out. I have a couple of things I can give away tonight that aren't out yet. Um, just kind of little side project things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it should be a, a fun process. Well, I've been because uh, we do have a we do have a little bit of a shorter. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up a little early here. We're gonna have a big show next week too. I've been spinning the wheel. And first of all, uh, thanks for everybody who just joined. Second of all. Ronnie Dizon, congratulations. <laughs> you just won. <laughs> I just added Ronnie Dizon's name to the list of members and uh, no no joke, he just, just spun the wheel in the background and uh, and he just he just won. Uh, so um, congratulations, Ronnie Dizon. I think you won a spick and span shirt. I'm gonna bring it to you this weekend. <laughs> Ronnie just throws, Ronnie just throws his tank away every week after he's done playing. <laughs> That's that heat Dude, budget. One thing That's I wanted to mention too, not to go off on like a tangent, but 
I don't know if a lot of people saw yet, but obviously Nikki Cuba got like horrifically injured in a car wreck recently. No. And I was like thinking like, hey, what can I do to help? So I thought I would raffle something off and I just went at least shamelessly promote it a little bit. Oh, please. I don't yeah. have to pull shit from my collection often, but I'm going to raffle off this 05 Excessive Ego so I can help donate money to help with Nikki's medical bills and such. And All I just right. want to seamlessly plug that. Okay, where do we where do we go? Uh, we'll um, we'll we'll do a little donation too um, for the Speak and Span show. Um, but yeah, dude, I'll have it all over my social media here in like a day or two, just to try to help support it. I got some other excessive memorabilia from my collection. I'm gonna throw in the pile just to try to put together something really cool and just you know try to help support a little bit. Oh wow! So I got Nikki who gave a ton to the game. Oh man, well hopefully Nikki's all right, and uh, and we'll uh, we're sending we're sending our best wishes over there. Nikki's the man. Um, even though we didn't always get along the best. <laughs> I love Nikki. Dude, you West Coast guys don't like us East Coast guys. Dude, you know why? Is because you guys had the ugliest drop forwards. You guys always had the ugliest drop forwards and the worst style in paintball. Dude, you're, East you're Coast just, paintball. You're just wrong about that. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's really cool, Quinn. So I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for doing that. It's just obviously as soon as that uh, that happens, tag me in it, and we'll we'll make sure that we post and pump it on the Spick and Span show here um, to everybody. Sure, dude. We should give away some stuff tonight too. Let's do, do it. Do we know who designed this this uh, colorway for the All Star jerseys? Um, I think they were trying to. Let's see it. Let's see it. It's yeah. Just, uh, it's a little. It's it's uh, it's colorful. It's tropical. Kind of kind of funny. Damn! How many people did you get to sign that? That is sick. Yeah. Well, so we whole. so we all passed our jerseys down through the line. So all a lot of us got every all star to sign our own personal jerseys that we got. That is so sick. Um. Yeah. Th those jerseys are pretty cool. It's uh. They look like the the Padres new Padres logos. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, like yeah. a Miami Vice theme. Dude, what do you mean Juicy News next week? Well, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's... Is that a preemptive thing, or do well, you have something? No, I don't have anything, but it's one week removed, for, or one, one day removed, two days removed from World Cup, so I figured, like, next week is when we're going to get the Juicy yeah, News. Yeah, we'll probably start getting some news. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 moist, it's, it's moist winter right now, you know what I mean? It's a juicy news winter. <laughs> Moisture season, dude. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, there's definitely some things moving and pieces moving already. I'm trying to be a little less intrusive this year with my news and work with the people a little more instead of just leaking things all the time. But at the same time, you know, I got to gotta do something on Chicken Spay. I got to leak the stuff. Yeah, no, we, we got to hit it. You know, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is the... Whether it's um, alleged or real or, or whatever, just just hit us with all the good the goods. You know what I mean? We had a, we should uh, I should call in next week for the big show. We should just leak a bunch of allegedlies and leave it at that. Just see what happens. Let's do. I, I like it. I like it. We'll we'll put our we'll put in our picks for what we think. And actually, Revo's a good call. I know they got some loot some loot behind them now with T four. Uh, uh, yeah, they're about so. to blow. They're about to set the league on fire. That man knows how to build fucking rosters. Okay, there we go. He tried to get Oliver for this event. <laughs> so. Dude, he did it once before. He'll do next year. I bet you first you got Oliver's in a Revo jersey or something wild. You'll bet. <laughs> um, so, all right, well, what should we what should we add to the giveaways here? I know Kyle. What do you got? What do you got? Okay, so I have um, 
and I'm going to give another one away next week. But I have, for our mega support members, uh, I want you to spin the wheel. I have two unreleased brand new Tiger Wear headbands here. Um, Damn, you guys will be the first people with these. Um, the only other people that have them are Mouse and myself. Um, I mean, this camo one I just picked up today. No, so it's yeah, it's not. Craziest thing, he just spun the wheel and I want him both. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, they're really sick though, Kyle. Like, you're coming out with some cool shit, man. Thank you. We finally started getting our, our production down pretty quick, so I've been able to, like, start pumping out a lot more. I mean, this is another one, too, that we just um, came out with. I, I wore this at World Cup. Um, a couple people came by the booth and bought some of these, but this one also came out really good. So we're doing what? Uh, so one for the mega members right now? A lot more coming. What do you say? One, for, one, one mega member giveaway right now? Uh, yeah, on the, for for one of these. The, one of this, the digital camo or the other camo print. Okay, here. all right. Um, I'm spinning the wheel right now for the mega members in the here background. I can't, I can't go uh, double screen because I'm, I'm on, on location. But uh, Anthony just won it. Um, just, just Anthony. Um, that's okay. just Anthony, nothing else. Like, no, why don't you spin the? Why don't you uh, give the the wheel one more spin? Um, Anthony is me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there was a guy named Nick that won like three oh, yeah. big prizes and never came forward. Um, and the second winner is the real Cujo. The real Cujo. All right. I know I have his info. So um, I actually spun the wheel a handful of times in the background. Uh, so we've got a bunch of winners. We've got um, Mega Member Backpack Giveaway for the Ghost Sports Backpack is going to be Randy Navarro. I've got uh, 200 bucks, $100 going to Kyle Auger, another $100 going to Mambus Marv. I've got uh, a shirt going to Adam Lawrence and our man Dizon, Ronnie Dizon. Uh, a pair of pants going to STK Iron. And, uh, and then uh, some Gen X gifts, courtesy of Gen X, obviously, <laughs> to Philip Taylor and uh, Mr. Bem Raps. Uh, so, so big shout out to all of you guys. The $100 gift cards are going to be courtesy of Matrix Gear Paintball. And then, uh, and then yeah, hell yeah. Hey, Ryan, can you, um, can you share that, that video? Yes, yes, Mafia? I can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that here at the end. Um, uh, for everybody, absolutely, because we gotta, uh, we gotta, we gotta run on our end here. So I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, Quinn, do you want, do you want me to throw in anything uh, to give away? Uh, sure. First of all, I want to give away medical insurance to the people who got their hands crushed on the award stage when Alex was throwing shit. Oh. <laughs> and second, <laughs> these are just some kind of cool one-off barrels we were doing at H2K, just to kind of do, you know. Whatever. I don't okay. know if we'll actually make them. I was just doing some anodizing tests. Uh -huh. How about we give away five of them? Holy crap. And you we're going to do, do all five this week, or should we do save some of them for next? Dude, I mean, whatever you want. You know, I'm always giving you more, you know, more stuff to give away. Why not make it a fun post-cup show and do all five? All right, we're doing like five. It. All right, we've got one. And then we'll do, uh, how do we do five this week and five next week? Oh, oh. wow, we got that many barrels? Look at that. Thanks, Quinn. Okay, hell yeah, think Quinn. That's ten, right? All right, Four, that's six, ten. Eight, ten. That is ten. That is ten. Okay, uh, the first winner is uh, Phil Navarro. Uh, the next winner is going to be. 
Mr. Chris O. Hey. Chris O. Chris O. Chris O's a purple man, right? He's a what man? I I think he likes I likes purple. Perps, yeah. yeah. Out, I think he's perps. Um, we've got another one going to uh, we're going first names here. J, J A Y. Um, and then we've got one for Crankin' Invasives Paintball. Uh, that's one, two, three, four. One more, one more, one more going to. Can you hear? Can you hear the kid ripping in the background? Hey, so shout out to everybody who is uh, on the East Coast or even in Europe who is watching this. I understand how uh, much, how awesome you guys are. Uh, realizing a, you got to watch football until midnight, uh, basically. And the Spick and Span show is at. <laughs> we're, we're coming up at eight fifteen p.m. over here. Um, and this kid is, uh, this kid's been ripping all day. So, um, on it, 03. <laughs> so, uh, Quinn, I'm going to send you everybody's addresses. Um, yeah, dude, I can send them out tomorrow if you get them to me tonight. All right, I can do that. There's an air horn. Um, so, hey, big thanks, Quinn. I do want to have you back on the show. I actually want to get you on the show again when Maddie's on the show because I love what you guys always talk about. Oh like uh, yeah, dude, we have uh, award season is coming soon, and so me and Maddie are about to start vigorously debating a lot over the next two months. That's absolutely. Do you, now? Do you have any? Um, uh, do you, you do you agree with the VIP, the MVP going to Dalton Vanderbilt? Oh uh, yeah, dude. He was. Uh, I think I had my post out before they announced it. That was my pick at Iconic. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, he's just like a fucking machine, man. Um, I didn't see who they gave the WNXL one to, but I thought it should have been Alexis Laser because she had two fucking monster 1v1 wins on the finals field, which is just absurd. Um, Yeah, I pretty much agreed with uh, the picks they had. I thought they were good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We actually hoisted Dalton up before we even heard just to make sure that we made sure that they know who we thought it was going to be. No, I think Ryan should have won it for the (laughs) I don't think so. Not even close. Um, well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna leave everybody with a little parting words from Oliver. This was uh, this was filmed by uh, by uh, uh, Ryan Moffat. Um, now, in verbal, you mentioned this. Uh, uh, Kieran had a great speech, to be completely honest with you, uh, in the in the in the prelims. But um, I'm gonna leave everybody. You might want to turn your volume up a little bit on this one. That's kind of quiet. But this is uh, this is before the uh the final started and uh and it just kind of shows a lot of the power you know what i mean and, and then also too after we're done with this show go over to verbal's youtube account and watch the 20 minute video he has on uh oliver when we're out at x factor payment park it's pretty cool oh cool yeah absolutely i didn't even know he had that i'm gonna watch that yeah too. i i didn't really either either um i just saw one of his reels the other day and then it was like the uh, there's a whole video online so i went over it. i watched it last night it's really really cool to watch um so I don't know if I don't know how many people know know knew that there was a, a, a big long video there. So we go check it out. Return of the King Part Two coming soon. So check out Verbal's uh, stuff online as well. So here's Oliver's uh, little speech. Shit! Right now, right now, right now, where we light each other up, okay? We fucking keep it high. We keep it really fucking high. So fucking high, nobody can touch us. Our fucking shots are crisp. They're right on the fucking target. Our communication is spotless. Our fucking paint hits them and breaks every fucking move they take. 
It's a fucking pleasure to be on your team, bro. Come on, man. And I want to win a World Cup with you. So give it to me. Please. The most powerful thing is right here, each other. Okay? It ain't about me. It ain't about Ron. It ain't about fucking anything else except all these hands in here, which is all diamonds. We are fucking people. Motherfuckers, believe that. Know that shit. We're making fucking history. Okay? So give it to me. Do it for me, motherfuckers! Please! Do it for me! I never ask you for fucking shit! Do it for me! Please, please, please. One, two, Alright. Um well uh yeah like i said you you have to turn the turn the audio up a little bit but um you know that was a pretty powerful moment and and we did talk about that about how uh how his uh his ability to get everybody you know behind him and and uh and everything is is pretty uh pretty unparalleled i would say insane yeah it's insane and so the emotions there is are are, are, are huge so. yeah and i mean i think we were sitting in that that huddle before Oliver, that was only like a minute and 20, but I think we were, we yeah. were sitting down there for like almost 10 minutes, mm-hmm. really quiet at first, sitting there just kind of gathering our thoughts. Um, and then Oliver started going and getting into that. I think like half the team was like emotional right there, mm-hmm. but like a, a joy emotion that I swear it was weird. It's like we, we all at that point knew like there was no other choice but to win. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Check out Verbal's channel on YouTube. He's going to have another video coming out soon. I've got to, uh, I've got to run because, uh, young Sloan has got the backpack with all of the computer stuff. She's dragging it around the floor here in the convention center. So Ronnie uh, said he's going to listen to that speech, uh, before he plays us next time. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronnie, I'll see you and everybody else who's going to be at Capital Edge Big Game, uh, this weekend. Thank you guys all a ton for your support. Yeah. yeah. See you next week. We'll gonna come. be even, go. even bigger come show. Here. Come here. Uh, come here. Come on. Yeah, come on studio. in. Come on in. There she is. Look at this. Oh. Mickey Mouse right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotta run. <laughs> Thank you guys all ton for the support. See you next week. Alright. Epic show. We got a ton of great analysis. Huge show and all the news and all the stuff that's going on. Possibly, allegedly. Boy. We are ripping right now. Get some sick giveaways. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>